0: I don't know about you, but breathing's important to me. It should be for you too. You know what I'm talking about is indoor air quality. What about the quality of the air that you breathe? Well in this series of podcasts, we're going to be talking with people with the Center for Education Safety, part of the Missouri School Board Association, and it's going to be a series about IAQ. What could you do? Little tips and tricks and surveys that you might take. Things that anybody and everybody can do. We're going to be talking about anything from filters to cleaning practices, things that well, you might already be doing. Maybe you are. Maybe you just didn't recognize it was all about indoor air quality. So if breathing is important to you, maybe you should stay tuned and listen to a few more of our podcasts here on Beyond Clean with Ace. Um,
1: <laughs> Kyle is definitely yeah. on the forefront as far as we had conversations with his district early on about cleaning products not only the safety and health of them, but efficacy. Kyle has done some things that most other facility or plant managers haven't done. When he made improvements or installed MERV 11 and MERV 13 filters, he actually checked flow rates. So he can determine how much flow is being lost by adding that MERV 13 versus a MERV 8 or a MERV 10 or a MERV 11. So you're really talking to the guy who's that he's not gonna say it, but right. you're really talking to the guy who's done a lot of the what I would say are the prudent IAQ things for a district. So and I think even your construction projects this summer probably reflect that, don't they, Kyle?
2: Yeah, they do. And
1: as far our, as ventilation systems, filtration abilities, all those other things.
2: Yeah, part of our yeah. part of our the biggest part of our evaluation tool is just make sure your systems are working as they were designed because building codes and the standards that we have in the industry right now, they do a good job themselves of maintaining indoor air quality where indoor air quality suffers is when people aren't, um, aren't leading that maintenance effort to make sure that they're getting the right ventilation, they're filtering their air, their, their systems are just flat out running, you know, the way they're supposed to.
0: And well, it, you get into a- it, it, it is true that a lot of people just, put things Mm -hmm. in and then years later figure out they might ought to think about, did they work? And I think that, uh, Kyle, what you're saying is over Mm -hmm. the last two years, I saw a tremendous amount of funding just thrown at the wall to appease the public without any justifications really uh, to that. And I think you're starting to see some of that pullback from that now because those systems aren't being used. The money was spent and people are now going back to what they were doing before from a cleaning aspect and it's just like anything else, Luke, it has to be done with it. Just like Kyle's saying, you have to check your systems. Yep. You know, Just like using chemistry, you've got to check the pH and the chemistry you're using. Don't spray it in the air. Yep. Everything has to be monitored. There's a caveat to every single thing we're talking about.
1: And I, I would say everything doesn't have to be monitored, but it, there has to be best practices behind it. And I think from the nursing perspective, they've talked about, I think Marge has even said they saw a preponderance of students that were coming in with rashes on their forearms early on, um, just right. because we weren't doing good rinsing of the desktops. Those mm-hmm. types of things I think would connect, kind of some of, make some of those connections you're talking about, Dave.
0: Oh, Luke, you just hit my big word, rinsing. Yep. Holy crud, man. Yeah, I can talk for an hour on rinsing. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what, Dave, we, we took that to heart in our district. And because we had two things happen at the same time that try to mitigate COVID. One is we sanitized, we disinfected, sanitized, we've tried both, but all desk surfaces, you know, every day, and we're still doing that. But at the same time, we were taking kids out of the cafeteria and asking them to eat in their classrooms. So now we've got all this food in the classrooms, kids don't ever, you know, you're eating on carpet and our custodial crew were like, wait, we can't leave disinfectant residue that's not food safe on a desk that students are gonna eat off of. So we've had to not only disinfect, but then go back and rinse every single desk surface every night.
0: So Kyle, I preach in my classes all the time, that whole issue. You know, you know the thing is, you would not run your car through the car wash and not rinse it. Mm-hmm. You would not put your clothes on if they weren't rinsed. You will not eat it off of a dinner plate that isn't rinsed. Why is it all of a sudden that we can use disinfectants and chemicals and leave the chemistry on there for people to contact?